Today I want to start a new series on faith. There's no bigger, better topic for us to speak about than the topic of faith. And so to get ready for that, turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to look at a few verses in Hebrews 11 today. But we're also going to look at a story in the life of Jesus. Actually, two stories, because it's intriguing to me that Jesus marveled over a couple of things. He marveled actually over a couple of people groups. Uh, one a person and one a whole group of people. And we're going to look because it's intriguing to me that, that only two times Jesus marveled. Now, I don't know about you, but I marvel a lot of times. And not just going to Marvel movies. Come on, somebody. But uh, we, we can talk about that. But, but I marvel at the changing of the leaves. Does that get to you? It, it's just amazing, the color and the beauty. Uh, we were driving up from Tennessee last week after some time away, and it was just amazing, the, the color scheme that God has painted across the countryside. But then I marvel when in the spring, flowers come up. Does that marvel you? Are you marveled by that? And, and then I'm, I marvel when a 300,000-pound airplane takes me to Florida or somewhere. Do you, do you ever marvel about that? Do you ever, like, scratch your head and, like, wow, I, I get, this works. I don't know how. I hope it works today, but I, I don't understand it. Jesus marveled at a, at a people group. Let me read it to you in Mark chapter 6, and then we'll get to Hebrews 11. Mark chapter 6, because this sets us up from Hebrews chapter 11. It says in verse 5, now here's where Jesus is. Let me tell you where Jesus is. He's in his hometown. This is where he grew up. That's not where he was born. Uh, he was born in Bethlehem. You know the story. We're getting ready to tell it here in a couple months. But, but he, he migrated down to Egypt for a little bit to escape uh, the death threat that was going on, if you know the full story. But then the family moved back. But when they moved back, they settled in Nazareth. And, and Jesus goes, now that he's ready to do his earthly ministry that we know about with the disciples, here's where we pick it up. Now, he could do no mighty work there in his hometown, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. And now here comes our word. And he, what? Marveled. But what did he marvel about? Their unbelief. It, it was marveling to him their lack of faith. Their unbelief. And notice this. Their unbelief hindered the move of God. Faith is very important. And, and notice it doesn't say he would do no mighty work there. It doesn't say he wouldn't. It says he couldn't. 
In other words, God might want to do something in your life today, but the question's not, does he want to? It's, can he do it? Can he do it? Are you in position? Not is he in position, but are you in position? And if there's one thing, we just went through uh, spiritual warfare and talking about that last month. If there's one thing the devil wants, it's your faith. All the things that he tries to do really are pointed toward robbing you of your faith because maybe better than you, he knows what faith can do. Faith can move mountains. Faith can heal the sick. Faith can cause miracles to take place. And we see it right here in the story, what a lack of faith will do. See, your faith will determine what God does in your life in this next season. The faith that you have today, the faith that you use today will determine much of what happens in your life, your family, those around you over the next season. So it's huge, it's massive. So the question is not, is God moving He's moving, is is he moving in you? Is he moving in your life? Will he be moving in your life? And if there's ever been a time for a faith-filled church, it's today. Can I get a better amen? Right? It's today. And, And just so you know, everyone has faith. Okay, everyone has faith. The Bible says God has given to everyone a measure of faith. And Jesus on one occasion said, oh, he needs a little bit and you can move a mountain. So everybody has enough faith to move a mountain. Everybody has enough faith to get saved. You can't get saved without faith. Can't get healed without faith. Can't see miracles happen without faith. And, And even atheists have faith. If you're an atheist, you you have faith, but your faith might be in politics, that that politics is going to solve man's issues. Or you might have faith in yourself. Good luck with that, right? And with politics solving problems. We need something bigger than that. So I believe faith in God can do anything. It can make anything possible. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and let's discover what faith is. You ready? If you're ready, say I'm ready. Type I'm ready in the chat, all right? If you're in the chat today, hey, we don't even know you're there, all right? So just say I'm ready and and we know you're there and you're ready, you're ready for what God has for you. Here's what it says. Now, faith is, if you want a definition, the Bible gives a definition. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The first thing that this says that faith is, is its confidence. The word is translated in some scripture that I grew up with as substance. It's the substance 
of things hoped for. It's the essence of things hoped for. Or it's the confidence of things hoped for. You, you have a confidence that this is going to be awesome. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, we were in the mountains just uh, a week ago and uh, we're blessed to be able to go down and spend some time in the Great Smoky Mountains. And um, it, it was a great time. But I'm telling you, when we go on trips, half the fun's getting ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Because the time goes so quick, it's like ready to pack up and come back home again. But, but when you're anticipating and you say, oh, in a week, do you know where we'll be? That's what we talk about as a family. We'll say, one week from now, guess where we'll be? Are we the only ones that do that? Huh? Huh? Right? Yeah. What? What? Oh, I can almost feel the sun on my body on the beach, you know? Right? Yeah, anticipate it. That's what he's talking about here. He says, faith does that. Faith says, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm going to be there. And, and, and it's like a confidence that this is going to happen. You know, it's kind of like those of you in this auditorium today. You are sitting in a chair. But when you came in the room, did you analyze the chair? Did you like, you know, pick it up and maybe mush on it a little bit, mush it down and, and, you know, maybe just put a foot on it or something first or whatever. Or did you just flop your booty right on that thing and, and just anticipate it? It will hold up the weight of a person of whatever you weigh. That's probably what you did. In other words, you had faith. You didn't know the manufacturer. Most of you didn't flip the chair over and say, well, now where was this made? You know, who put this together? You know, are the welds strong enough in this chair? Yeah, no. You just sat down in it. And here's the thing. Some of us have more faith in the chair we're sitting in than in God who created the heavens and the earth. See, he, he created everything that exists. And, and we need to just... The, the writer says, faith just says, I believe it. I, I anticipate and have confidence in what God can do. The second thing that it says that faith can do or faith is, is conviction. So it's confidence and it's a conviction. Now, a conviction it is something even deeper than a belief. You know, we can say, well, I believe in this. But when we're... When we have a conviction, have you ever met somebody that just has a conviction about something? It's like, man, they feel strong about that. I had no idea, you know, until I talked to them and then, the, woo, okay, chill, you know, because I mean, wow, you're getting that vein's popping out and you're just all wound up about this. It's because they have a conviction. And there's a story of Jesus in Luke chapter 7. I want us to look at another story in comparison just to, just to suppose from the other story that we read in Mark because this is the other time Jesus marvels. Do you want to know 
When is the only other time Jesus marveled? Boy, I do. I kind of geek out on that. You know, it's like, really? He only marveled twice? And we already read one, and it was because of their unbelief. Let's read the story of where he marvels again. And here it is in Luke chapter 7, verse 6. And Jesus is in another town, and and here's, here's what happens is, Uh, Jesus has been healing people. Miracles have been happening. And then Jesus is asked second-handedly by a Gentile person. Okay, this is not a Jewish person. This is not who Jesus came to convince that, you know, hey, you Jews, you need to wake up and realize I'm your Messiah. Uh, This is a Gentile person. He is a part of the Roman government that's oppressing the people of God. And he sends some people on his behalf to call Jesus to have him come over. And then look at verse six, what Jesus does. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already, now here's where the Jesus gets ready to marvel. When he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Now, he's asked for Jesus to come because he has a servant who's sick and looks like he's gonna die. And he says, therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But look at this. But say the word. See, this must be somebody who thinks that, you know, if you could say, let there be light, and there was, and you could say to the the sea, you can only come so far, then you could say the word right now, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he, what? He marveled. Second time. He marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd, that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such, what? Great faith. So like the opposite of what marveled him before, right? He he was marveling at their unbelief before, but now he's marveling, and those were Jewish people. Now he's marveling at the centurion, this Roman soldier. not even in Israel. I, I've been here. My own hometown doesn't believe me. And, and those who were sent returned to the house and found the servant well who had been sick. This word, thamazo, okay, is, is the Greek word that's used here. It's only used two times, is marveled. This man had confidence and he had conviction which is what Hebrews 1, 11.1 says. And what was the reaction? Jesus marveled. 
How many would like to have Jesus do that over you? Just look down today and say, whoa, check that out. How's that happen? Well, see, when I pray, I don't hope he hears. I'm, I'm not thinking, I hope he's tuned in today. I hope he's up. You know, I hope that time change didn't throw him off today. I, I hope he's aware. I hope he's tuned in to me. No, when I pray, I believe he hears. I have a conviction about it. And when I give in the offering, I don't hope he'll bless me as a result. I know he'll bless me as a result. And, and when I think about death and, and, and the afterworld, I don't hope there's a heaven. I know there's a heaven. I remember seeing my dad on his deathbed sit up in bed after he had his eyes closed laying there and, and we were just waiting knowing it could be any second, any moment, any time and, and he raised up and looked and it's like he lit up. I don't know who was there. I didn't see anybody where he was looking. It, it was kind of up. But I just believe it was an angel it was the figure of Jesus. I, I don't know. But here's what I do know is he is in heaven. Okay? He is in heaven. And it's because it's a conviction. It's a confidence and a conviction. Now let's look at why is faith so important? Why is faith so important? Why is your faith so important? Here's what the scripture says. It pleases God when you have faith. It pleases God when you have faith. Look at the next verse in verse two. This, the scripture says, is what the ancients were commended for. Okay, that, that this is what they were approved of. This is why he, the Hebrews writer says, I'm about to download some names on you. Okay, I'm about to go through a bunch of names, and just so you know, why are you talking about all these people? Noah, Abraham, Moses, all these different people. Why are you getting ready to talk about all these people? He explains it right here in verse two. He says, because of their faith. They, they were commended. They're, they're gonna get mentioned here in this chapter, which it wasn't the chapter at that time, but in this ancient writing, he says, I'm, I'm about to put these names down because these are names that Jesus marveled at. These are people that, that Jesus had the mazo over. He, he, he looked at them and, and he heard their words of conviction that they believed what he said, that they believed what he was saying to them. Look at verse eight. It says, as an example, and we're gonna look at this guy again next week, so come back next week because we're gonna talk way more about this topic, and next week is even better than this week, all right? So, so by faith, all right, by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though, here's the key, he did not know where he was going. By faith, 
he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise. Now here's the key, get ready. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, that's our, that's our series here this month is foundations. He was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. See, he, he wasn't looking at right now. Some of you, the reason why you can't have faith is you just look at right now. Right here, right now, you look at the bills, you look at the doctor report, you look at the divorce papers, you look at whatever is right in front of you, and, and you just focus on that. And, and the scripture says that's not what Abraham did. Abraham said right here, right now, is this, but I'm going to go where I don't know where I'm going because I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God. And, and this is the kind of faith that caught the attention of Jesus. Jesus marveled in, in Luke chapter seven, verse six. It says that, that we just read it a while ago. He went with them. Why? What is it that caused Jesus to go with this, these people representing a Roman soldier? What is that that caught his attention? He pleased God with his faith. And, and folks, your faith can please God. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you can't even please God without faith. You've got to use your faith because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, okay? You start there, and that he rewards. Somebody say rewards. He rewards those who what? Earnestly seek him. You started out on this time change Sunday, good, all right? Uh, just, just turn to the person next to you and say, way to go, way to go. Just way to go at home, all right? Because you, you could have been watching, what, squirrel uh, videos or cat videos or something interesting or whatever, but you're, you're watching me right now talk about faith. That's what you're doing. And, and so here's what the scripture says. If you earnestly seek him, he's a rewarder. Listen, here's what this man did. This man said, my servant is ill. He's sick. I've heard about a healer. I've heard about someone some people are saying is a Messiah. I've heard about this Jewish rabbi who seems to be able to do miracles. And if anybody can do something for my servant, I don't care what it takes, get that guy here. I'm willing to do whatever. But listen, he so much understood Jesus that Jesus doesn't even have to come to the house. That Jesus is so mighty, so powerful, so omnipotent that if he just speaks a word, my servant will be healed. And listen, that faith caught the attention of the Savior. 
Your faith can catch the attention of God. It can catch his attention and cause it. See, when we act like this, God moves. Some people say, well, why is God moving over there? Well, because those people evidently wanted God to move over there. They were open to the movement of God. See, our faith pleases God. Well, why did they get that? Why why did that happen to them? Well, they must have invited him because when you invite him, he will come. Do you see that? He, he, He was invited and he came. He came to his own, John said, and his own didn't receive him. But to as many as do receive him, to them he gives the power to become the children of God. He can give you that power today. There's somebody watching right now and in your living room right now, he can give you the power to become a child of God. All you need is a little bit of faith. You don't need great faith. You just need to use the faith you have. And that's exactly what this man did. He used the faith that he had, and Jesus was impressed. He marveled at him. Now, why is faith important? Because it pleases. It pleases God. Here's the second thing. It gives perspective of God. When you have faith, you get a greater perspective of God. Because the centurion had a better perspective of who Jesus was than the people who lived in Jesus' hometown. Hello? Now, that that doesn't make sense, does it? Because these other people, they should have understood, well, that, that explains Jesus. You know, that explains that, that I understand he, he, he I, I really don't have a lot of stories about how he, you know, was a bad kid in school. I, I don't really have a lot of stories of his rebellious years. That's kind of missing. And, and here he is now, he, he claims to be the son of God. Hey, Perhaps that's true. But instead, they they did not believe him and they did not see the power of God operating in their lives. So what's the difference here? The difference is this man has a perspective. Look at this in verse three of Hebrews. It talks about it. By faith, what? We understand. See, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. He, he says that, that you, you get another sense. Have you ever felt that? You know, it's almost like spidey sense. Since we're gonna talk about Marvel, okay, we might as well, might as well use this, right? Some of you can relate. You know, like, like spidey sense, you know? And, and, and have you ever felt like, I don't think I have that. <laughs> it's not that good. But there have been times where I felt I shouldn't go somewhere. There, there have been times where I felt I shouldn't do that deal. I, I, sh- I should walk away. 
There, there have been times where I felt like I shouldn't call him back. There, there have been times where I felt like this is what I should do, but I didn't do it. Anybody ever felt that? And, and the Bible says that you get a sense of God moving. That this man got a sense that I think this guy's got something. I'm not Jewish. I don't understand all this whole thing of a Messiah thing and whatever, except what you Jewish people are telling me. And listen, this guy was so intrigued with the Jewish faith that he built a church for them. That's what it says. That's why they reached out to Jesus for him. They said, Jesus, we'd like you to come to his house because he, he believes our, our thing and he built us a church, which is pretty impressive. He, he's like funded the church. And, and so Jesus is moved upon because this, this Roman centurion, his faith he understands more. He, he, he gets it. He, he's starting to understand spiritual things. And I want to talk to somebody today that, that maybe you don't even know why you're in this building or you don't know why you tuned in online. You don't know why you're watching this program right now. But the reason is, is because this moment right here. God's trying to get your attention. And God's saying, because this is how salvation works. I don't know how it worked for you, but let me just talk about how it worked for me. When, when I got saved, when I came to Jesus and I said, hey, Jesus, please save me. Don't let me go to hell. You know, uh, I, I was an eight-year-old kid and, and I just repented of all my evil deeds that I had done for the last seven plus years, you know. Um, growing up in a Christian family. So, uh, but I, I mean, I just laid it all out there, you know, whatever uh, I thought of, did it, whatever, might do or whatever, you know, please save me. I had no idea what would happen after that. I, I had no idea. How many of you, you, you had no idea. You may have been 21 in college, messing around, screwing around, doing your thing, whatever that looked like for you. And somehow, someway, somebody gave you a gospel track. Somebody gave you a Bible. Somehow you downloaded like, what, 500 million people? I heard this last week downloaded, have downloaded now the Bible on their phone. Somebody can get excited about that. 500 million people. Just the U version. The U version. Okay, so, so maybe you did that. But then you started reading it. You had no idea what Jesus would do once you surrendered to him. How many of that's your testimony? You had no idea. You had no idea what would happen. You, you had no idea where it would go from there. And, and, and Paul says, I'll tell you how it worked for me. It was from glory to glory. It, 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 just, it was amazing to me. And, and he says, it's humbling to me because I, I, can't, I, I can't explain it. It's just like you can't explain the universe. You know, I don't care if you're an atheist or a Christian. You can't explain the universe. 
So one believes that just happened. Somehow, something came from nothing. And the other one believes something came from something. Someone. So either way, you can't explain it. And, and, and that's what he talks about here. He says, but we understand that it came from someone. That, that someone must have designed it. Somebody must have, and, and there's a lot of people who even, if they don't believe in God, they say, this is some kind of design to this. There, there's some kind of originator. There's some kind of designer to this. And, and, and he says, we have confidence and conviction in that. And for those of us who believe, we say it's God. And when we say it's God, it pleases God, and God begins to move in our lives. See, this is the reason why, if you're not saved, that you can't understand spiritual things. This is the reason why, if you're on the outside looking in, you, you only can see so much. But the centurion who was on the outside looking in, he saw enough that he understood authority in Jesus. He said, Jesus, I, I just think you probably made the universe because <laughs> I don't know otherwise how it came about. I don't have a good Roman explanation for this. And, and so if you did and you did speak the sun and it came into being, then why can't you just stop right here on the road and just say, your servant is healed. Your servant is well. Your servant will no longer be sick and it will happen the moment you say it. And Jesus was like, wow. This guy gets it. I wonder how many of you today can say, I believe if he speaks the word, I'll be healed. If he speaks the word, my life will never be the same again. If he speaks the word, I believe my son will come back home again. If he speaks the word, I believe a miracle can happen. I believe that if he speaks the word, anything can happen. Come on, somebody. Can you believe that today? Can you believe that today? All right, here, here let's wrap this up. Now, how, how do I get faith? Because if, if this guy could move Jesus and Jesus could marvel at him and miracles could happen, I want some of that, right? How many want some of that? How many want some of that, right? You ready? You ready? How do I give faith? Look, look, the centurion, he had awe, he had respect for God and the Jewish nation, so much so he built them a synagogue that's, a, that's pretty committal. I don't know the running rate for building synagogues. But I know this place cost over three million, okay? And, and, and so, you know, he, he does this. And here's what Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says about faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This, this guy, that's all he did. He didn't read uh, about Jesus. There were no books about Jesus at that time, but he heard about Jesus. 
He heard about Jesus. And let me tell you something. Today, this moment, in this room, online, wherever you are, just by hearing about Jesus. You may be in a Muslim country and somehow, someway, you're in a closet somewhere and you got enough internet connection that you can watch this right now. And I'm telling you, all it takes is enough faith to hear about Jesus and act on it and Jesus can meet with you. And your life can be changed. And it starts a chain reaction after that. See, and here's the thing. Faith, you know, you, you hear about Jesus. You just start hearing things. You start feeling impressions. Mm, I don't think I'm supposed to go there. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't think I'm supposed to do that. I think I'm supposed to do this. And I think I'm supposed to go over and talk to that person about Jesus. That's crazy. Until you do it. And, and here's the thing, is people around you can't hear it. Let me talk to some people that you're like, but, but my family doesn't hear it. My coworkers don't hear it. Listen, you, they don't have to hear it for you to hear it. Okay? And, and there'll be people who don't understand. You know, I don't understand why you're doing that. Why, why are you going into the ministry? You could make a lot more money doing something else. I don't understand why you're wanting to go to Bible college. Why, why would you do something like that? I don't understand why you're not having sex with other people. Why, why, are you not, why don't you enjoy yourself and express yourself? Why, why aren't you doing whatever you want to do? There are people in your life, hello, that don't understand, that don't hear it. But listen, that's the thing about faith, is faith hears the inaudible, it sees the invisible, and therefore it does the impossible. And so God moves through faith. When, when we have faith like that, because Abraham, everybody else is like, where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just moving. He told me that direction. So I'm going that direction. Abraham says, I, I don't understand it, but I believe it. See, I don't have to understand the airplane to get on it. <laughs> So I have to understand, I just understand where it's going. And that's where I want to go. And I believe that it will get me there. And today, you can believe that if you'll step in with God and go his direction, listen, you'll wind up where you want to go. You'll wind up even where he wants you to go. And, and it doesn't always make sense. God's calling us, though, to a new level of faith. Everyone's been given a measure of faith. But here's the thing with that measure. If you'll use what you have, here's God's principle, you'll get more. But you have to use what you have. Don't just sit there and watch miracles happen in other people's lives. Get in on it yourself. Allow God to work in your life. Everyone that will move toward God, God will move toward you. The Bible says draw close to God and God will draw close to you. The centurion stepped out 
Abraham moved out. Noah began to work out. And he talks about Noah building an ark. Faith steps out. Faith takes action. A great opportunity for us, church, is our miracle offering. I don't know if you've ever participated in a miracle offering before or not, but here's what it is. We give over and above on that Sunday and, and, and even through the month of December. Some are already starting to give toward it. And, and everything up to $75,000 in that offering will be doubled. It'll be matched. So you talk about miracles. Someone gave $5,000 the other day. That, that turned into ten for them. And, and so whatever you give, and you say, well, why are you talking about money? Because the next verse does. Okay, I'm not even gonna read it. You go home and read it. You just prove, prove it to yourself. Verse four talks about an offering. Talks about an offering that was given and how God received it. And, and so that can be one thing, but that, it doesn't have to be an offering. Some of you, you've never been baptized. You don't even have, you, you haven't even exercised the faith to take the next step after salvation, which I believe is baptism. Because you show on the outside in a, in a demonstration of death, burial, and resurrection that I am dead, buried, and resurrected in Jesus. That old Craig is gone. He's dead. He's not coming back. I'm a new person today and forward. So some of you need to do that. Some of you need to get to growth track. You hear us talk about it all the time, but you haven't gone. And, and you could go, you could start today, you could start next week at the very latest. I want to see God move in your life. I do. I want to see God move in your life. I want you to have your own stories of how God is moving in your life, but I can't do it for you. You've got to take a step of faith. You've got to take that step of faith. And if there's ever been a time for you to take a step of faith, it's today. If there's ever been a time, church, when we need people of faith, it's today. Faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, James said, it's dead. You got to have action. So here's where it goes. All right, you ready? Do something. <laughs> okay, maybe we, I, I thought about we needed Nike shirts or something, but I didn't want to give that much money to Nike, all right? So, so I didn't do that. But, but just, just, just do it. Just do it. If you feel like, I think God wants me to talk to this person. I think maybe I'm supposed to witness to them. And I, I don't know if they ask something I don't know or whatever. You know, listen, faith doesn't ask those questions. Faith says, are they lost? Do I, do I need to step out? Do, I need, is that, do you think the devil's telling you to go witness to somebody? Hello? It's not a trick question, all right? He's probably not, <laughs> okay? And, 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 and if I call for people today to say, raise your hand if you need a miracle in your life and you think, oh, I, I'm gonna stand out or whatever. Listen, if you can't at least do that, you're never gonna walk on water. 
You're never going to see God move in your life. Folks, this is not trickery. It's not mystery. He says, you know what? We can't explain the universe. We just have to believe and trust that God spoke it. God said it. God did it. And you know what? The more I've walked with God, the more I've heard God. The more I've felt God. And the same will be true for you. And listen, you don't need a lot of faith if you're just a Roman centurion. And you just hear, I think there's a healer in town. And if there is, I want him at my house. I want him here. And if you just have that much faith today, I believe God will come to your house. I believe Jesus will come to your house. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the power of faith. It just takes a little bit just, just for us to begin to, to pray and, and say, Jesus, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me. And miracles start happening. Our, our debt is paid. Our, our, our depression is lifted. Our, our future is made secure. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, I, I, I'm a believer I've trusted Jesus with my, with, with faith enough to get saved, but really that's, that's not where I know he wants it to end. Maybe you feel God calling you to something more, something greater, something bigger, something better, something more than this, more than just existing, more than just moving through the motion, more than just what you're experiencing right now. And you don't want to miss out on the more. How many are here today? You don't want to miss out on the more. Raise your hand. Yeah, all over this place there at home. If that's you, stretch your hand toward the screen right now. I want to pray for all of us. Father in heaven, I pray for every person that you have more for them. More healing, more miracles, more awareness, more power. And God, we don't want to cut ourselves short for what you might have for us. So God, we're going to seek you first. We're going to come after you. You said if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. Today, we're drawing near. And we say, God, If you can use anything, use me. Maybe while we're praying, there are others of you that need to do what I did as an eight-year-old boy, and that's just to say, Jesus, I, I believe in you. I believe you're a savior. I believe like history records that you came and you died on that cross, but you didn't stay dead. You rose from the dead. And I believe you're the savior of the world. And I give you my sin. And I give you all my mistakes. My past mistakes. My my continued mistakes. And my future mistakes. And I ask you to wash me. Cleanse me and forgive me. And let me tell you something. What he's done for me. He will do for you. And if you need forgiveness today. If you walked away from faith. But today. 
God's voice is in your head, in your spirit, and he's saying today is the day of salvation. If you'd like to respond to God right now, wherever you are, just raise your hand if you're in this room, all over this room right now, just raise your hand and say, yes, 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 I need God in my life. And at home, wherever you are, just type decided in the chat, the word decided in the chat, and we'll know to pray for you. We'll know that you're making a commitment to God today. Let's pray. Everybody pray this prayer to encourage everybody around you to pray it. Just pray it after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross. I believe that his death paid for my sin so that you can be pleased with me And if faith pleases you, I reach out my faith today to say, oh God, heal me. God, save me. God, restore me. As much as I know how, I surrender all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate those who prayed that prayer. Oh, come on, let's celebrate. Yes. Thank you.